the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at PastorScott at KKLA.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Good to be with you. We take the issues of the day and look at them from a Christian perspective. One of the issues in the news that is surrounding the Trump indictment and arraignment today is the issue of tiers of justice. Are there two different or more than two levels of justice that people get? This is an important issue to think through because any country, I think really this depends on it. That's where corruption resides in uh, in all of that or even division. And I also want to make the point here that with Christ, there's one tier of justice. And I think that's something that if you take a look at what is happening and try to say, well, what can we learn even from a theological or doctrinal point of view? It's this, that we're going to have a, for however long this takes, and it might be a while, so you got to buckle up. In our country, you're going to have a discussion about two tiers of justice, okay, where you have Trump arraigned today, Donald Trump arraigned for 37 felony counts. He pled not guilty. That happened in Miami today. He'll make some kind of speech tonight. We know certain things about the indictment. Most people on both sides says it's pretty serious, uh, unlike the other one that he got in New York. Most people think this one is pretty serious. And, um, you know, there's there's some things we don't really know. They keep showing all these pictures of the uh, boxes everywhere. Do you see uh, you've seen these pictures of the boxes all over uh, Mar-a-Lago? These are the boxes of Trump's personal stuff that apparently he took from the White House. It's paperwork. They're not all – most of it – almost all of it is not classified. It's not part of the case. It's just these pictures are there to sort of demonstrate – probably the prosecution is going to say that's a haphazard way of – of keeping documents because mixed in some of those boxes were the classified documents that are being uh, discussed. By the way, if you want to join our conversation, the number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. This is the Pastor Scott Show. Um, I notice other things, though. Like, I notice that if you get, you know, there's the famous picture is all the boxes in Trump's bathroom. There's just boxes. It looks like he just moved in, which probably is what happened. Because he just, whoever, you know, they kept all these boxes. And uh, one of the boxes that's tipped over in one of the pictures, mostly what's in there are newspapers. And he must have kept, you know, multiple actual printed newspapers from different times um, as the president. In his bathroom, he's got a chandelier in the bathroom. Do you have a chandelier in your bathroom? That's the part that I noticed. I thought, that's really <laughs> – it's a, it's a Donald Trump thing. I don't get it. He's got – one day, 
one day because they do this for everybody. They got it one day. They'll figure out where all those uh, paper, where all that paperwork has to go, and it will go in the Donald John Trump Presidential Library and Museum. That's coming one day. Every president has one, but it has a there's a museum that's a part of that. If you ever go to locally, the Reagan Library or the Nixon Library, I've been to many of them, and they serve two purposes. One of them is a museum of that person's life and presidency. Some of them are really interesting because, like for example, the Nixon Library in your Belinda is has the house that Nixon was literally born in like that's the he was born in the house most presidents i think jimmy carter was the first president that was actually born in a hospital and ronald reagan was not i think and i think george h w bush was not and then bill clinton bill clinton might not have been I think it might have been uh, George W. Bush that would have been the next one. Anyway, it's a, it's an interesting thing to do. But the other part of the libraries, it's where all these documents and everything is stored. So basically, when you're the president, everything that you have, you know, most things belong to the people ultimately. So that's why you see gifts that come from other nations and other things and the paperwork and things like that. That's part of the complicated argument that I think they're going to try to have in, in court here is, you know, they're going to argue who's got the rights to hold on to what papers and what belongs to the National Archives, and they're going to say different things. Um, you know, probably most of it does belong to the National Archives, but we're going to see. You know, we'll see how that, that plays out. Anyway, chandelier in the bathroom. I always thought that's interesting because if they build a Donald Trump library whenever they get around to it, then you know, I've always thought they should put it in Trump Tower and include his his penthouse up there. If you ever see pictures of it, it looks like Hearst Castle. It's just sort of all gaudy with gold and all this stuff. And to me, as the historian, you know, I think, you know, 50 years from now, 100 years from now, when they look back, some people are going to ask, how did working people vote for this guy who lived here in this opulent palace way above New York and working people in huge numbers voted for him? Um, how did he relate? That's going to be one of the questions. There'll be all kinds of discussion about Donald Trump, I think, for a long time. But that's going to be one of them. Uh, they asked that question about uh, not comparing Trump to FDR, okay, but Roosevelt, because he, Roosevelt, if you if you uh, apply inflation, he might be richer than Trump, or he's in that league. Probably until Trump, anyway, our richest president, if you account for inflation, would have been FDR. How did he? get so many working people vote. How did he relate? And he did. He related super well. Anyway, that's uh, that's my nerdiness going down the down that track there. But this is what you're going to see. You're going to see, I think, two legitimate arguments, actually, relating to the tiers of justice question. From the the left or the Democrats, they're going to say that no one is above the law. And that is true. That's something that we have to keep correct in our society, that nobody is above the law, that even a president or a former president doesn't just get to skate on everything, you know, that nobody is above the law. That is a reasonable, that is an important uh, distinction of our legal system, because when it appears that some people are above the law, and we see this in other in other areas, right? So when you have tiers of justice conversation, sometimes you have an economic case, right? And, and we see this a lot, where if you can afford a better lawyer, you might uh, get a different outcome of your case. You know, if you have better lawyers, if you have more money, if you then you have the ability to, to hire the more skilled attorneys, you're not dealing with, and I'm not not denigrating, you know, your your public defenders and people in the prosecutor's offices, but, uh, you know, there is something, I think, to be said about being able to go out and hire high-powered attorneys. And people will often say, if I had a better attorney or if I, uh, 
you know, sometimes it's just you picked a bad attorney. Sometimes there's some high-powered attorneys that are lousy and you just picked wrong and everybody knows it. You're, the judge knows it. The jury knows it. The opposing counsel knows it. And everybody except the client knows it. Um, but usually if you can spend more money, you'll get a better defense on things. I think people would agree with that. And it raises a question. Is there two tiers of justice? Is there different justice for people who have means for that versus people who don't? And I think people would agree that, yeah, that's part of the problem that we have in our, our system. Uh, that's been a civil rights issue for a long time and issues of race or even or issues of economics. I think that's civil rights in many cases. So th- there's that legitimate conversation that says no one is above the law. Um, and that is what people are going to say on this. You're going to hear that all the time about Donald Trump because the people on the left, on the right, are going to say you're only doing this to prosecute your opponent. That this is being done not because uh, of the guilt or the 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 details of the case, but because he's Donald Trump and because you hate him and because he's running for president. That's what some people are saying on the right. And that will be also, I think, a legitimate argument because in a justice system, lawyers have discretion. They have the ability to prosecute or not prosecute, and they have the ability to weigh outside factors. That is part of, I think, a justice system, right? Sometimes there needs to be discretion. And sometimes it's just because there's too many cases. I was walking through a guy in my church. I wasn't walking through him personally, but he had a DUI. And it was pretty serious because this guy was in the military, right? So his DUI, and he was guilty. Uh, And if he got convicted of that DUI, it was going to harm his military career. just was. And uh, the truth is he was guilty. There was no case to be made, I think, to say that he wasn't. And I was with him just to be with him because it was going to change his life, uh, that conviction. So we go to court, and um, we get there, and they separated one group of people from another. And they said, okay, you guys in uh, group A, you go into courtroom, this courtroom here, and uh, the rest of you come with us. And we walk. So we're in group B, and we walk into another building. We literally go outside. It was a bridge that that actually crossed uh, into another building across the street, into another building. And everybody in group B got their cases dismissed, every single one of them. And there was nothing said about it you know, as far as why they just said all of your, and they were, you know, most of those people admitted, you know, I'm guilty. Um, I don't think that's justice really. I mean, a DUI case is a pretty ser- serious thing. I mean, nobody got hurt in his case. I think that they probably, and in talking to some other people, I think they said, okay, well, did anybody other than property get damaged in these cases? And ultimately we went back and he had a bail bondsman he had to go talk to after that. And that guy said, well, he said, if nobody got hurt, if just property damage, they're so overburdened by cases that they just can't try all of them. And so if you didn't hurt anybody, they're going to let you off is what they're going to do. And, uh, you know, I remember thinking that, and of course, he was thrilled about it. And it actually, he he actually, I think, repented of things. From that moment on, he was a different guy. So he looked at it as grace from God and, you know, just a second chance that you don't always get. Because he, in his rank and everything in the military, he would have been busted. Uh, he would have lost promotion. He would have maybe been removed from the, the military dishonorably. It would have been bad. You see what I'm saying, though, that there's some kind of discretion in a justice system. You have that, and it's always, you know, full of tension. We have that now going on with, uh, you know, our district attorneys that are making different rules for people related, related to bail or what we're going to charge. And it's causing a lot of controversy, right? It's not that, it's not that cut and dry that 
we should be doing that. And so we're going to have this tension, and we're going to see it from the standpoint of uh, Republicans and Democrats, or right and left, and their opinions on Donald Trump. So you have opinions politically and things that you hope happens, and I understand that. But I like to take a look also and just go, as a culture, what do we learn by this? And is there some kind of tool that we have here to think about the gospel, to understand the gospel better? And you think, well, how are we going to learn about the gospel from the Donald Trump case? Here's how. Because we're going to have an argument of two tiers of justice. Both sides have a case to make with that. But with Jesus, there's one tier of justice, and this is, this is what it is. You come to God by faith. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter what your background is. It doesn't matter how much money you have. It doesn't matter if you're a Jew or a Gentile, if you're a man or a woman, if you're a Republican or a Democrat. It doesn't matter what your background is. You come to God by faith. That's how you do it. And God will weigh your, uh, the different things in your life that gave you that opportunity to have faith. Ultimately, the Bible says everything in creation, when you open your eyes and you look around, everything that you hear, everything that you see is evidence for God, right? The nature is evidence for God. The, everything that we have, when you think about it, it's evidence for God. That's why every culture on human, in human history has believed in God. There are very few real atheists, and uh, usually those are people who uh, have developed hurts or they have developed philosophies to try to be away from God, but those philosophies don't work too well. And because if there's no God, if there actually is no God, then there's no morality. And you got to wrestle with that. If there's no God and you really follow that through, that means you've, you've untethered the purpose of and value of human beings you have untethered the ultimate right and wrong of the worst things that we do, murders and rapes and terrible things. If there's no God, then theoretically you can get away with all of that and have no moral judgment at all upon you uh, if you happen to have the power. With God, that's not the case. And with the living God who we believe is, as Christians, we believe is God, that's not the case. You have one tier of justice, it's Jesus Christ. And in the Old Testament, you have uh, the living God, and all that points to the coming Messiah, eventually Jesus Christ. New Testament, we know who the Messiah is, and it goes back to Jesus Christ, one tier of justice. Uh, This is the Pastor Scott Show, Tuesday edition. The number is 888-528-2557, Let me just give give you this uh, scripturally, too, because I want to balance this out. In the Old Testament, there's great passages about how to approach God. Okay. Joshua chapter 8, verse 30. It says, Joshua built on Mount Ebal an altar to the Lord, the God of Israel, as Moses, the servant of the Lord, had commanded the Israelites. He built it according to what is written in the book of the law of Moses, an altar of uncut stones on which no iron tool had been used. On it, they offered the Lord burnt offerings and sacrificed fellowship offerings. Why is it that it's an altar of uncut stone? Stay with me here. We're not going to get uh, too in the weeds on uh, all of this stuff, but I want to make this point here. All right. It goes back to Exodus where it gives the instruction on making altars. Okay. If you make an altar of stones for me, do not build it up with dressed stones for you will defile it if you make, a, if you use a tool on it. And the idea is, is this. If you're going to make an altar to God, which is where you worship God, which is where you obeyed God, which is where you look to God in faith, basically, for forgiveness of sins, for righteousness and how to live and law and all those things, 
you know, you can imagine that people would compete, that they would compete over still being a better person or having more money. Like you could build fancy altar, right? If you had more money and more means or maybe more skill, you could design your own altar and you would have really fancy altars and you would have altars that are like made of marble and just look really good. It could look like Donald Trump's bathroom. You could have an altar and there's a chandelier over it. Everything is marble and uh, you'd probably take the boxes out of there, but you would have this this amazing looking you know, place where you would do your sacrifices, where you would pray. And if you were poor, you wouldn't have any of that. You would have a candle and you would have, you know, a pile of rocks and maybe you could dust them up a little bit and stuff. But then you can imagine what would happen is the more wealthy person or the person with more artistry, more skill could say, my altar looks better than yours. And uh, that means I have better access to God. That means God is more pleased with my prayers and my offerings because Look at it. I mean, uh, my my stuff looks better than yours. How could God be as pleased with your uh, crummy little altar? And look at my fine altar where I have shaped the stone. See what I'm getting at here is that God wants people to come to him in an equal way. And so when he said, make the altars, you know, he he had some altars with some different instruction that would be in the temple ultimately, because it's going to have to be there a long time. So there's brass and some metal so you can burn stuff on it for a long time. But otherwise, the altar you make is uncut stones. And the idea is I want my altar rugged just like a cross. Nothing fancy, just something very, very simple to do what you got to do that anybody can do, rich and poor. Everybody can make a pile of rocks, uncut, so you don't, you don't even get to carve them. See what I'm saying? That is something that Old and New Testament, you're going to find one tier of justice, that people come to faith, they get salvation by faith. And you don't get it because you've got more money. You don't get it because you have more skill or ability or family line or whatever. You get it by faith in Christ. And by the way, you might be thinking, well, what if you built a taller altar than, uh, than somebody else? Because you can imagine people saying to themselves, oh, I can't, I got to build an altar and uh, I want to have a better altar than Fred's over there. And uh, you know what? I'm going to build mine taller. And then there would be a competition between a couple of guys building their tall altars back and forth. And uh, God has uh, a rule for that too, Exodus twenty twenty six. And do not go up to my altar on steps or your private parts may be exposed. That's what it says. <laughs> and what it basically means is I don't want to be looking on your nakedness when you're trying to worship me. Uh, just keep your altar low to the ground where you can burn stuff on it and do what I ask and anybody can do the same thing. And don't compete with your neighbor. You come to me by faith. That's one tier. That's a one tier justice system. It's important because that's Christianity, because everything else, every other philosophy or religion, and this is where I'll challenge you when, you, when you watch the arguments that are happening in the culture of the two-tier justice system, we are going to find people who don't agree. You'll find some people who change their mind through it, but you're going to find people who do not agree about this. Yesterday, you know, and, and that's because when it's not clear then some people are going to say, well, that's not fair. And if everybody comes to God by faith and everybody is judged by their ability to have that faith, uh, then it's fair. You don't have to like it. You don't have to agree with it, but you would be wrong. Fairness is something that a good judge is going to have. And that is our faith. That's really important because if you have multiple tiers, say that you know every other faith and philosophy is you're judged ultimately either by God or the universe or or humanity. If you don't think there's a God, you're judged by good deeds. Well, then you get into the who judges what's good. 
Who judges how many good deeds do you need to do in order to get in? How many doorbells do you have to ring? How many, you know, how much money do you have to give? How many good deeds, how many self-sacrificing moments do you have to have in order to earn great, uh, earn salvation, to earn the pleasure of the universe? How many different things? See, we are going to have a period of time in our country where we do not agree on what's happening. We do not agree on whether or not this is justice for Donald Trump or not. Um, we're going to say, well, you're doing that for him. Why aren't you doing that for Joe Biden? Why aren't you doing that, you know, to people in the past? Why is there a seemingly a different standard for different things? Or how bad does the documents that Donald Trump has to be, you know, is, and what was he going to do with them? All of those things are going to come into play here. We don't know the answer to all of that. But I, I'll tell you, I think it's true, is that unless it's like incredibly, incredibly clear, meaning that there's some kind of proof or evidence that Donald Trump not only has classified documents, but he planned to sell them or did sell them to the Saudis or the Iranians or, you know, did something and there's evidence for that. Unless there's something like that, I think everybody would agree, OK, he's he needs to be in trouble. But if it's just, oh, he's got these things and they're in boxes and he was proud to have them and Donald Trumpian things People are going to disagree on whether or not he should be in trouble. And then people are going to say, well, apparently in the news today, there is a uh, document that the FBI says that uh, President Biden's getting um, has been bribed by uh, Burisma in Ukraine. That's a pretty serious charge there. We haven't seen the document yet. We haven't you know, heard the tapes. But imagine that that is not being pursued in the same way that Donald Trump and the documents that he has is being uh, pursued. That's going to just pick a fight. That is a huge, you know, for most people, they see that that is different. Now, we don't know how it's going to play out eventually. But you see, there's no way to resolve that in such a way that everybody will be satisfied. At the end of the day, with our faith, with Christianity, God is the only judge. But when it comes to faith, what you actually believe in your heart, do you trust God for your salvation through Christ or not? Um, it's one way, one simplistic way of receiving salvation and everlasting life and forgiveness of sins that anybody can do in any language, with any background, any race, any economic status from any place that you're born. It's a pretty big deal. That's one-tiered justice system. Okay, when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about some of the details going on in Washington. We'll take your calls also. The number is 888 Two five five seven eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. This is the Pastor Scott Show. We'll be back as the Tuesday edition continues. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Sarah makes a great point about the Hunter Biden investigation at DOJ. This is preposterous. This has been pending, according to our reporting at CNN, since 2018, five years. And this, by the way, this investigation is not the laptop. This investigation is a tax issue. Did Hunter Biden declare his income? And a a sort of obscure gun law. Did he possess a gun while he was addicted to drugs, which you're not allowed to do under federal law? Did he lie about that? But five years, I mean, that's a five-week investigation. Somebody, And this spans the Trump administration, 
and the Biden administration. Someone's got to make a call in this case. I don't know what is going on, but it, it's beyond anything I've seen before. That was CNN's chief political uh, senior legal advisor. I think his name is Eli Honig. Is that how you say his name? I'm probably getting that wrong. But, you know, he's they're having a discussion. And that's what we're talking about this hour is different tiers of justice. And uh, the fact uh, that we talked about in the first segment was that with Christ, we have one tier of justice. Everything is about faith. And if you got faith in Christ, you're saved. If you don't, uh, then you're not. That's how that works. Uh, we're going to see lots of arguments from both sides about um, how the justice system works. And he's arguing that uh, the Hunter Biden stuff, which I think is Maybe it's connected to the new stuff with Joe Biden. Maybe we'll talk about that, but uh, it probably is. But uh, CNN's Ellie Eli Honig is talking about the Biden laptop that's been around for five or six years and still not being uh, prosecuted. And there's clear crimes on it. And so people are saying, why aren't you doing that? But you are doing this to, uh, uh, with Donald Trump, where there appears to be crimes there, too. Why is it different? And you say, well, one's the president's son. We don't want to distract the uh, country. Well, the Trump thing is certainly going to distract the country. And, um, you know, I don't know that, that there's going to be a lot of agreement on that. I think that, in fact, it's going to divide people further uh, unless it really gets addressed. 888-528-2557. Let's go to the phones here. Rudy and Brea, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Thanks for taking my call. Hi, Rudy. Hi. Uh, yeah, I tend to agree with you. I think um, that this will probably be divide the nation a little bit more than it already is. I think um, you you make an important distinction between, you know, cosmic, you know, God justice and then the justice that we find that uh, amongst us humans, you know, the way we define it. And usually if the government is involved or the state or anything like that, that version of justice will always be corrupted in some way or, uh, or manner. Even though United States is one of the best countries, and our our definition of justice is, um, I think, better than a lot of than in a lot of places around the world. Yeah, um, it can still be used against your enemies. So whoever's in power, you know, they're going to use it against their enemies. And in this case, it will be used against Trump and not be used against the Biden family because that's the way it is at this point. And I think Republicans they get all you know they get all upset about it but they have they have to remember back in the 60s and 70s under the um the direction of j edgar hoover is that that fbi they actually actively went against and um and in some cases been used deadly force against many left-wing groups at the time you know black panthers and then uh the the black uh the brown berets they, they were the Chicano group the, the Indian movement, the anti-war movement, that you know, it, it, the FBI was totally militarized at that point to go after the leftist movement. So it's it's been used both ways, actually. But. It's always controversial, and it's it is something that I think when we see that we know that it's wrong, right? So and you I know, agree. and I think the concern that a lot of people have today is that where it's at now is it's if it's militarized one way. Rudy, I appreciate your call. Thanks for calling the Pastor Scott Show. Uh, You know, it's uh, militarized one direction, then you um, might just have it be militarized the other direction. And uh, so what we're seeing here is 
Donald Trump announcing that if he's reelected president, then what he's going to do is go after the Biden family. See, so you have a you have something that's been going on for many years as this has escalated with the idea that, you know, and maybe everybody's guilty. Right. That's the other side of it is that, you know, maybe justice when you get to the no one's above the law. Well, maybe everybody thinks they're above the law. Right. That's that's part of this argument that's going to happen. Ultimately, but the escalation and what happens in American justice that's been better than most other countries in the world is we usually don't go after our political opponents. And that is a huge deal. It's a huge deal um, that the Biden administration, he says he doesn't have anything to do with it, but it is his Department of Justice that they are going after Donald Trump, perhaps with reason, um, but not going after uh, Hunter Biden. And they've got some reason for that. And maybe even President Biden is in trouble now if these stories are true about bribery from Ukraine, uh, which we don't know. Uh, The story has broken that the FBI has a document that they have confirmed and some people in Congress investigating have now seen it that says the FBI believes that President Biden has been bribed by Ukraine, $5 million to him and $5 million to his son for something he did while he was vice president. And it's a huge deal because that means, well, what might be happening now since we have all this money going to Ukraine and the war in Ukraine? It's a a major deal if it's true. And I would caution people because, you know, if we before you if you haven't seen it and if you haven't heard the tapes that they say that they say there's tapes, um, if if those things don't surface at some point, then we don't really know. But if they do surface, um, we're going to see Biden not be president. It's probably that serious. Um, But let's say that none of that happens and that Trump gets ultimately reelected. And then he prosecutes Biden and family, whether they're guilty or should happen. It'll be the same argument the other way. And then after Trump, somebody else decides, uh, I'm going to go after more political enemies. See, the, the concern is that both sides are going to start prosecuting their political opponents. And the reason that's bad is because it's very difficult to convince regular people, especially people who are supportive, you know, of that person, that the charges are legit or that you would do the same thing if it was your side. And this is a tactic that is used by authoritarian governments everywhere in the world. You prosecute your opponents, you put them in jail, and that's how you stay in power. And you leverage the police or you leverage whatever political authority you have against them. And it's a pretty big deal. It's a pretty big deal. So you're going to see a lot of frustration with that. Um, this is uh, this is Josh Hawley today to clarify that FBI story. He is interviewing um, a FBI agent about the Biden document. So the, there's a document that at some point it was denied that existed, but now it is proven to exist. And that says that Joe Biden, the FBI believes that Joe Biden has been bribed. Not releasing the 1023 or talking about it as a matter of life and death, question of life and death, you said. Explain. It is potentially a question of life and death. For whom? With regard to the source of the information. So, okay, so now we've confirmed that the document exists. That's progress because the FBI director initially denied that it exists. Why did he do that? We, we have already and previously acknowledged the existence of the documents. Yeah, after you first denied it. Now, when a member of this committee read it, right, the FBI director, let's just get the record straight. The FBI director initially said it doesn't exist. Then Senator Grassley said, I've read it. Then he said, oh, okay, well, gotcha. 
I guess it does exist. So at the same time that the Donald Trump story is moving forward, and that'll be a huge story probably for a long time, you know, it's going to be interesting the, whether or not those cases can even be done before the election. Uh, and I'm not sure. At the same time this is happening, there is a another issue brewing. This is potentially separate from the Hunter Biden laptop issue, although it might be completely connected. We don't know. But what Josh Hawley is referring to is the FBI is not releasing a document that says that the FBI thinks that the president has been bribed. So he'll continue um, questioning this FBI representative. Is it classified? The document is not classified. Okay. Will you commit to releasing it? Senator, we'll take that back and we will work with you in this committee. Uh, How about just a yes or no? Will you commit to releasing this unclassified document that alleges that the president of the United States, the president of the United States, has taken $5 million or more in bribes from a foreign nation? The document has already been released pursuant to a subpoena to the House Oversight Committee. Has it been released to this committee? We'll work with this committee within the parameters that are established. Will you release the document to the public? It's unclassified. Don't you think the American people have a right to see it? Uh, Senator, the document, as you know, contains sensitive information that has bearing on the life of the source of the information, potentially. You can redact the source's name. We do this all the time. In some instances, Senator, and I know you know this, that is not sufficient to protect People. So whatever the document is, whoever put this together, their life is in jeopardy. So there's a source somewhere, a source in Ukraine or Russia or wherever this is from, whose life is in jeopardy. Even the fact that it's being talked about probably puts that person's life in jeopardy. But the thing is, is that it has raised such a huge political issue in this time of tension and this time of of uh, unfair, you know, two-tier justice system arguments and things like that. It's going to have to be seen. It's not classified. That's what surprises me. So this is that that kind of a document is that threatens somebody's life if it got out there is not classified. So if Donald Trump had it in his boxes or Joe Biden in his boxes or Mike Pence in his boxes and if they were passing it around, it would be fine. Probably not that simple, but um, I think we need to see it. 888-528-2557. Anna in Simi Valley, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Threatens somebody's life if it got Go ahead, Anna. Turn your radio down. Go ahead. Donald Trump had it in his box. Hi, Don. Hi, Anna. You there? Yes. Sorry. Right. Thank you for taking my call. Yeah, go I was ahead. Just writing some notes down because I was just thinking about this. Okay, I hear that. I hear what you're saying, and I I understand that you started off with um, the altar being uh, made with ro- with uh, boulders or with, rocks with uncut so rocks. Yeah, we hands. talked about. Yeah, uh, that we cut out without hands. In the first segment, the uh, one tier justice system of the Lord, mm-hmm. where you have altars made of rocks that everybody can make, and you come to the Lord right. the same way through Christ. Yeah. And so, in our justice system, there should be this one altar, which I do agree with you saying this. But you know, when when the Lord talked about. Um, coming, you know, well, the way God set up law, he said, you know, there has to be witnesses that, that speak honestly and not to tell lies. Mm. But but the thing is, um, trust in former President Trump was that when he was asked to hand the documents over, uh, I guess, to the FBI, he refused to do it or he said he didn't have them. I'm right. not sure which. 
And then they had to go in and take them, but it was quite a length of time before they did that. And then he complained like crazy that people were doing that. And yet they were documents actually talking about how successful we were with um, certain um, arms that we had, certain um, uh, fighting equipment that we had or security Mm -hmm. equipment. And so uh, how we would doing in the Ukrainian war and and so those things if they got in the wrong hands or was sold to another country particularly Russia would actually know what we we it's, knew. it's super serious what he's accused of holding on to you know regardless yeah. of whether he has a right to it or not which he probably doesn't he, you know he he's going to say he does but even if he does it's probably still bad for him to just have them in a box somewhere at Mar-a-Lago but I, I don't even know today because I didn't hear it because I've been working that um, if, um, you know, what he pleaded not guilty to, because this was to do with the Espionage Act that said that if you had highly classified things that put, possibly could put our country under threat, then that's under espionage law. And that's why this is so serious. So this is a different tier, if you like, of seriousness in some senses. But the fact that he lied about having the document makes you wonder whether he's lying about other things. And this is what I'm saying. But I do believe that Hunter Biden, as soon as he was asked, do you have the documents? He said, yes, I'm terribly sorry. I have uh, them. Joe Come Biden. Send me FBI. Yeah. Come get them. Uh, Joe, Joe Biden. Biden. Yeah. yeah. I'm not great on politics. I think that, yeah. I'm no, great no. on fairness. <laughs> hey, that's okay. You know, I'm very late for a break. Um, do you want to hold on or, or do you want me just to respond when we come back? You can respond either to me or I'll, I'll leave the phone and you can just answer to that. Yeah. Or, I'll, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll leave you on. Hold on. Hold on through the break. All right. And I see your other calls, Mary and Richard. will get to your calls as the Tuesday edition of the Pastor Scott Show continues. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. So we will take all of our power to make sure that the legal system in America gets the blinders back on and people are treated fairly. I have a real problem that your network actually pays people who did classified information and then lied to the American public to try to influence a presidential election, and then you put them on your network to give an but, opinion but about, about a president, president and, a, and I'm answering your your But you're record. not answering what Oh, that, very clearly, what because what your network has do. done has weaponized the same time. That was Speaker of the House, uh, Kevin McCarthy, speaking with a CNN reporter who was asking him about the Donald Trump trial and uh, President Trump's uh, indictment. And he was responding by talking about the two-tier justice system that Republicans are arguing. And he's specifically talking to CNN because CNN hired uh, James Clapper and Andrew McCabe, who Republicans have accused of abusing their positions and lying about uh, the Hunter Biden laptop and other things in order to uh, steer people's opinions about the election and other stuff. And so what we're talking about this hour is the difference in uh, tiers of justice and really talking, though, about how important it is that we grasp that there is one tier of justice with the Lord, that there is one. You get saved by faith, that Jesus Christ did all the work. None of us are judged by the work that we have done. 
the rights or wrongs. We are judged by whether or not we have faith in Christ. And Anna from Simi Valley was on the phone uh, right before the break. Uh, Anna, are you still with me? Yes, I'm still with you. Yeah, thanks for holding on through the break. So I just want to make sure that I was getting your uh, your point uh, right. You were talking about seriousness of what Donald Trump is being accused of with respect yeah. to, you know, if he has documents, and I think this is going to be, I think, you know, ultimately a jury probably will see those documents. They The, the weird thing is they're supposedly uh, military secrets that – uh, maybe the president didn't show anybody, but through recklessness, somebody could get them or maybe a person could use them or sell them to a foreign power. Right. There's seriousness yeah. in in what they are. Now, if it turns out it's some kind of attack plan from 1904 or something, uh, they're probably less serious than if it's an attack plan for 2024 in Iran. Right. I've, I've heard it's about I've heard it's about how we would fare against Iran and China you know, protecting um, Taiwan. Yeah. And so um, this, it's details like that, which could get sold. Yeah. And the, the documents were out in rooms that were accessible. And, you know, that that's clear that that happened. And so I'm saying whatever other things are happening uh, with other people, that particular crime is, a criminal act under the Espionage Act, and that's why they're concerned about it. That's why he's. That's why he's being prosecuted, right? So the the right. question and I think that is being the president if he's yeah. released from it. Yeah the 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 issue that is happening is the Republicans are saying, okay, well, there's that, but how come you're not pers- prosecuting uh, President Biden when the FBI thinks he's taking bribes from Ukraine? And, because they have no proof of that yet. Whereas, yeah. well, they're saying that they're saying that they do. That so do the the argument now is that they're saying that they do. And how come the FBI is sitting on it? Um, I don't now, know, we, now we haven't it. seen it, right? And I I would no. say to everybody and see my my view in a lot of this is because of the way it can really tear our country apart. You know, you either pardon everybody and move on, which is what some people would suggest. That's what happened with Nixon. Uh, you know, ultimately, although his underlings did not get pardoned, I think, for the most part. Um, or you have to show everybody the evidence. You're going to have to show those documents, right? You're going to have to let people know. Uh, otherwise, this is going to go on for years and divide people on, on party lines or opinions. And this is the the issue that's being presented is we have a system where no one is above the law. So if criminal activity is done, you should be prosecuted. Uh, on the other hand, you have one side who says you're not prosecuting, you're prosecuting people based upon political opinion, not based on the severity of what really happened. Um, it shouldn't be on a political, it shouldn't be political because of this. Right. Nor should it be two wrongs make a right. That's right. We but, should be figuring out whatever decisions the the, the, the country come to yeah. for the best for that for our country and being and transparent so, about all of it i think is what has to happen yes, and, and quickly incredibly right? transparent. this is yeah. a great opportunity for our country to be more transparent than yep. we've ever been yep. because that but not being transparent causes these problems in the first place that's right so yes i do think this is an opportunity for us too to to do the right thing yep. and i gotta but, go i got a bunch of a bunch of other yeah, calls but i appreciate your input very much on this
All right, and I appreciate you, and thank you for your show. I really do enjoy listening to it. Thank you, Anna. really do bring up some very good points. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Anna. All right, uh, Mary in San Fernando, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Uh, it's Pastor Scott. Hi, Mary. <coughs> yes, this is Mary. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. I heard, I don't know how true it is, but I have a feeling it's very true. I heard before the Biden election, before the election, that he gave his son, Hunter, a job in the Ukraine illegally, and his son knew nothing about what he was doing, just well, there's yeah, Mary. That's part yeah. of a. That's part of a. I'm running out of time, so I I just gotta uh, try to answer you here. You know, I think part of the issue is there are legitimate questions that are raised uh, about that, and for a time, you know, people were saying that wasn't true, but now the evidence is suggesting something is true, and that's kind of where we're getting. Thanks for calling, Mary. That's where we're getting when we talk about why this is what I think is we need to be transparent because. We're going to have people who feel differently about each case, Trump or Biden and different things and by their feelings and saying that the other people are bad or my person is okay or we shouldn't prosecute this. And without seeing it, it's just going to get worse and worse and worse. And, you know, we need to know if our president is uh, being bribed by a foreign power, especially one that we are so engaged with right now, Ukraine. We need to know that. That's out there. It's in the ether. There's FBI documentation about it. Let's see it. That's what I say. We need to know if former presidents, Trump or anybody else, has documents that describe how we might go to war against Iran or China or others sitting in their bathroom somewhere. You know, that shouldn't happen either. Uh, all of that has to get resolved. And uh, it's it's very frustrating. All right, let's go to uh, Richard. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Yes, re- this just... is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Amen, Richard. We just have a few seconds. What's on your mind? Yes. In reference to uh, the two-tier justice system, uh, I believe that we have a good FBI and a good justice system. Uh, first of all, the Republicans create talking points. Your station every morning goes to talking points. Everybody is talking about Hunter Biden. You don't they think the Democrats do that on uh, on their side of things? I don't get any talking points, by the way. I, I come up with my own let, show. Let's say this. During, when, when, when Trump became president, his Justice Department had an opportunity to open up the Hillary thing. They didn't because they didn't have any proof. It was a good talking point. But that's Even not what they say. What, what they say is that it would have been bad for the country. I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm saying that the other side says something else. No, they didn't, they didn't have any proof. Also, in reference to Biden. R- Richard, I'm, I'm, I'm almost out of time. During, during the 2020 campaign, okay. Richard, I got, I got, I got to be done in 15 seconds. So I I get your point. And, uh, you know, kind of the point that Richard's making is really the point I'm trying to make here is that we've got people who think very different things about the same subjects. That's why we need some transparency. That's why this needs to get out there because both sides are going to say things, but also to say this, isn't it great that we have Christ who says, whoever believes in me will not perish, but have eternal life, that that's the standard for justice. Not how much good stuff we do or bad, but that Jesus died for our sins. That's the standard. If you believe that, you get everlasting life. That is what matters. All right, we're out of time. We'll have hour two. We're going to talk about uh, 
the differences between men and women, if there are any differences, we'd like to know. 888-528-2557. Pastor Scott Show, Tuesday edition. We'll be right back. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.